Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he is the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and he's with us now. I guess you're back in your home base, right? Uh, I am now at the airport getting ready to go to New Hampshire. I did make it home yesterday, though the drive to the Des Moines airport was uh, a little uh, a little dicey through the heavy snow and wind, but uh, for some reason my planes were all on time, so I made it home yesterday and now headed up to New Hampshire for the rest of the way. Let's go to this issue of, of the accusations that Ted Cruz's campaign said that Ben Carson was dropping out. Let's go to the original report that I saw, which was on CNN. Let me play it in its entirety. It's long, but it's needed for context. Uh, a week from tomorrow, we're all going to be doing this again for the New Hampshire primary, so almost every single candidate is going to be going directly from here to uh, New Hampshire to campaign, except for the man in fourth place, who a few months ago was in first place here, Dr. Ben Carson. What have we learned? That's right. We should say that our Chris Moody is breaking this this news that uh, Ben Carson is going to go back to Florida, to his home, regardless of how he does tonight here in Iowa. He's going to go there for several days. And then afterwards, he's not going to go to South Carolina. He's not going to go to New Hampshire. He's co- going to come to Washington, D.C. And he's going to do that because the National Prayer Breakfast is on Thursday. And people who have been following Ben Carson's career know that that's really where he got himself on the political map, attending that prayer breakfast and really giving it to President Obama at the time. And he became kind of a hero among conservatives, among evangelicals especially. But, but it's very unusual. Very unusual. To be announcing that you're that you're going home to rest for a few days, not going on to the next site. Plus, he's already announced that he's going to be coming out and speaking at 915 local, mm-hmm. 1015 Eastern, no matter whether or not uh, we know the results, uh, because he wants to get home and get ahead of the storm. Look, if you want to be president of the United States, you don't go home to Florida. I mean, that's just bottom line. That's the end of the story. If you want to signal to your supporters that you want it, that you're hungry for it, and that you want them to get out and campaign, you got to be out there doing it, too. And he's not doing it. It's very unusual. All right. So, Jamie, we had Ted Cruz on this program yesterday, and, and he's still upset about it. Donald Trump is now weighing in on this, saying he'd probably sue because Ted Cruz cheated in Iowa. Uh, also, Donald Trump is saying more than that. I mean, Trump said today he wants a revote in yep. Iowa as he, he accused Cruz of fraud, election fraud. I'm not sure it goes that far, but Trump, who had been so magnanimous in defeat on Monday night, uh, it's clear to me it's gotten under his skin a little. Uh, last night at his rally in New Hampshire, he went after Cruz and Rubio, but today it was on Twitter that he blew up this morning, Trump did, at Cruz and just uh, ripped him up and down and then accused him of election fraud and said there should be a revote. You know, I, I don't think that's really going to get any uh, go anywhere. I mean, the report you played there... Uh, for my friend Dana Bash, she's absolutely right. I, I mean, if you're going home right now and not staying on the trail, that does send, uh, as I always like to say, Sean, the schedule tells a story. Uh, for example, the schedule of, uh, of anyone who decides not to go to Iowa or only goes to Iowa for a little while, and in this case, Carson going back to Florida and then coming to D.C. and not to New Hampshire. I mean, I don't think that Ben Carson's going to do very well in New Hampshire, whether he officially stays in the race or not. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I don't see that uh, as a dirty trick that the Cruz people were tra- uh, playing. It seems to me like that's what the story was that was out there. You know, it just seems to me that if all these news outlets are reporting it, it certainly seemed like, oh, something's going on with, with Ben Carson. And I, I guess they corrected it, they say, immediately thereafter. But we all know how corrections go. If it's on the front page of the New York Times, well, the correction, you can pretty much assume, is going to be on page 34D. And Look, it's going to be. I would say this. I, you know, Don- 
Donald Trump, obviously, uh, and he's also mad at Cruz for Cruz running an ad against him in Iowa to raise questions about where Trump had stood on the Obama health law. You know what? This is politics. And uh, everybody at times sort of takes the words of the other guy and sometimes twists them a little, and you may feel it's unfair. But uh, I, I do think that Trump, by this outburst today, starts to play into the narrative that many people wondered, and that was... Uh, can he deal with losing? And, uh, you know, maybe this is just going to be a one-day thing. I thought he was sort of over it and was ready to move on. But obviously, from his call today for a new election in Iowa, maybe that's not the case. Trump is ha having, he's not in New Hampshire today. He's doing a rally in Arkansas, and then he'll be back tomorrow in New Hampshire. We still have a lot of fallout from Iowa. We have, for example, the Hill reporting that Hillary's margin is now down only one-tenth of one percent. <laughs> we have the six coin flip issues. We have Iowa Democrats. This was in the New York Post refusing to release the final vote tally. Uh, Hillary's uh, supporters are apparently in a panic over you know, what could be viewed as a loss for them. And uh, Bob Woodward is urging Hillary to stop screeching. Uh, I think that um, uh, the Iowa Republicans must be the happiest people in the world because four years ago, they were the butt of all the jokes when uh, things got screwed up with the counting of votes. And now it's the Iowa Democrats that are going through that this time. Look, Hillary Clinton, obviously, uh, you know, whether, uh, regardless, this is this was not the greatest outcome for an Iowa period of end of sense. I mean, as Bernie Sanders put it the other night, they were way behind months and months ago, and they got it into a virtual tie. A week from now, I think a lot of people really believe that we're going to be watching a victory speech, a real one by Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire. And certainly that'll put Clinton on the defensive. But I still think the Clinton people feel good about where the race goes afterwards, simply because uh, it goes to states where there are large minority populations and they feel like Hillary Clinton is better positioned. On the flip side, this shouldn't be happening. I mean, this, this is the way, this is, reminds me of eight years ago when uh, Hillary Clinton had the establishment, she had the organization, she had everything set up, and it did not turn out in her favor. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's what's fascinating about this. You take away the six coin flip delegates and Bernie Sanders has more delegates. That, to me, yep. is a win. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and that's why certainly uh, I think it'd probably be better for the Sanders people just to declare victory and move on. I mean, I think that a lot of people feel like they're going to have a big win. I tell you, I, what I'm fascinated by, I think there are uh, many more than there were in Iowa, but the independents in New Hampshire who might be sort of choosing between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, and there will be people like that, you know, with, with both of those candidates finishing number two last week in Iowa, is there one way that they might go more than another uh, in terms of, uh, of voting for somebody next Tuesday? That's just one of those things that are out there. Trump, uh, you know, look, he's still ahead in the polls in New Hampshire, though I think that people after the experience in Iowa will probably wonder about that. But there's also big uh, turnouts this week now and the uh, last day and today for Marco Rubio up in New Hampshire. And I do think Rubio is going to get a good boost there. I think he is. The first poll doesn't show it yet, but we'll certainly be watching it closely. I think he is primed to probably take a big jump up. Uh, the latest UMass 7 News poll has Trump at 38, Cruz at 14, Rubio at 10. Uh, the New Hampshire Republican primary ARG poll is Trump 34, Cruz 10. I'm sorry, Kasich 16, uh, Rubio 11, Cruz 10. It's very tight there. Bush 9, Christie 6. Uh, if you want to look, go back to, to Monday, the Boston Herald, Trump 38, Cruz 13, Rubio 10, Bush 10, Kasich 8. I mean, so it's a yeah, little more I, bunched up I think that's a little early to go back, on. I do think there's going to be an impact negatively on Donald Trump's numbers from losing in Iowa. It's just that momentum thing. Not a huge drop, but I think there will be a little retrenchment. The other thing that when you look at this and the, uh, you know, the decisions on what to do, I'm sure that Chris Christie, 
Christie and Jeb Bush wish they hadn't spent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and a bit of Monday in Iowa. I mean, because the two of them, it just didn't pay off whatsoever. Now, uh, I think that, that Kasich, Christie, and Bush were really hurt by Rubio's strong show in third the other night in Iowa, because Rubio can earnestly say that he's played in Iowa and in New Hampshire and has the chance, really, I think, on next Tuesday night to knock the three of them out of the race if he can finish ahead of them in New Hampshire. Do you know how many conservatives I talk to? Let me give you the narrative I get on Marco Rubio. I mean, he's a hard guy not to like. I've known him a long time. I, I like him a lot. It seems the one issue that is haunting him with conservatives is comprehensive immigration reform because in 2010 he was a Tea Party favorite. And that, sure, but that the, one uh, issue... I it was only, I think it was 10% of people said immigration was the biggest issue for them. So it, it certainly didn't turn out in the exit or the, uh, the entrance polling into being that big of an issue. But yeah, that is, that's, uh, I think everybody understands and he understands that is his Achilles heel with conservatives. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think it is wrong to sort of call him a moderate or anything like that. He certainly has long been a favorite of Tea Party groups back from when he was ran, running for Senate six years ago. Listen, I, I have predicted this in the past i don't doubt one day this man's going to be president he has every skill imaginable i've been i've given speeches with the guy I sat there mesmerized once in naples florida watching him you know without any notes extemporaneous he was smart he was funny he was compelling he he knows and understands issues really well and and clearly this is not a surprise to me that he's doing so well no and the thing i would say is that i have watched him now the last few months and he is uh he has greatly improved on the stump he reminds me, frankly, of Barack Obama back in the early part of his campaign in 07 when he was a bit, he was a rookie. That's what it comes down to. It's one thing to give a speech. It's another thing to go in and, and do Q&A with people and more. And Rubio seems much more comfortable in these settings than he was just a few months ago. Uh, and, and I just think that uh, the momentum factor is there. Will he be able to take advantage of it? That's a whole different story because obviously not only does he have to deal with the, uh, the aftermath of Iowa and the raised expectations, but he's got to go against Bush, Christie, and Kasich, all of whom I think would like to knock him off. Now, I don't think Rand Paul's decision to leave the race really makes a big impact or anything, but you just never know. Yeah, I, I, I think that as people start to look more and more at their decision, they start to say to themselves, who do I think can win? And I do think that that worked in Rubio's favor the other day in Iowa and could still in New Hampshire as well. But you know, Donald you know, Trump for now still seems to have the edge. Rand getting out at this point, I, I just guess he's looking at the numbers, looking at the polls and doesn't want to slug through all of this if he doesn't think he really has a chance to win. Yeah, uh, I, I ran into him late last week and he was sort of, uh, you know, there were only a few reporters who were with him. Uh, he complained during an interview about all the media coverage of Donald Trump. Uh, he had a big crowd at this event that I went to with him in Davenport, but there just wasn't any zip in the room and he never ever was able to sort of grab onto the excitement of Ron Paul, his dad in 08 and 12. It just never got there for Rand Paul this time. Yeah, well, it's still, I think this is an open primary. People forget only 1.2% of delegates now have been appointed, and they're spread out <laughs> yeah. fairly evenly among three people. So it's not yeah, like... Uh, what is it? Uh, that Cruz has uh, one more than Trump and Rubio. So yes, there's no reason to be uh, saying that one candidate's dead in the water or not going to win. I mean, you know, look, I do think about Ted Cruz. I, I mean, hats off to the guy and the organization and, and the work that they did in Iowa. Uh, I think Cruz can survive 
uh, finishing, you know, third, fourth, fifth in New Hampshire just fine. He doesn't have to be in the top three in New Hampshire or anything. I because uh, I uh, think that he still goes south and goes to South Carolina and more. But Rubio, Rubio really needs, I think, to solidify things and make sure he can get rid of Kasich and Bush and Christie. Otherwise, that's going to cost him a few more weeks of dealing with those people. By the way, CNN reported that Santorum is out of the race. He's getting out. Uh, I'm not yeah, surprised. He was, he was supposed to be in South Carolina, and they put out a statement late last night that said he was uh, he was going to go to D.C. instead. And so that t- told me everything that I needed to learn. And, you know, he's he's another one who just it, it didn't work this time. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure it changes the dynamic many places since his people seem to have been scooped up mainly by Ted Cruz and Rubio. And, you know, you go, you go back, though, four years. I mean, he came in a solid second, won a lot of states, did really, really well. Uh, he was kind of he had the bad fortune of not being called the winner in Iowa on caucus night. And he turned out a week later to be that winner. So I think that that hurt him a little bit with momentum that might come out of Iowa. I think he was just the, the right person at the right time, at the right moment in that race. Uh, I, I, you know, he was the only real alternative on the right to Mitt Romney at that point, and he was able to coalesce that. And, and fortunately, I think for the Republicans, it was a foreshadowing of a lot of people not supporting Romney, maybe as strong as they otherwise might uh, might have, simply because of the misgivings about him within conservative ranks. You gotta wonder though if the so-called establishment will coalesce behind Marco Rubio. I've got to believe that happens. And do Cruz and Trump begin to s- split? the insurgent vote. Listen, I do think that if you could get it down to Rubio versus Trump and Cruz, that then that becomes a much different race than Trump, Cruz, Rubio, and eight other people. Uh, That is a different sort of animal. And the endorsement of Rubio by Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, I think, is a very important development for Rubio in a positive way. He's got like an 80% approval rating. Yeah, and and that, you know, not only... Also Trey Gowdy. But you've got Trey Gowdy on board and everything like that. And that's an entree into the politics of the Palmetto State that really helped. But again, Rubio needs to follow through this week and make sure that he does well he can't finish mm-hmm. behind Kasich and, and Bush and, and right, I gotta go because then that really causes trouble all right Jamie safe travels home and uh, we'll I know you'll be reporting from uh, New Hampshire for us we always appreciate it thank you sir see you Sean